All right, so I actually had a bit of fun and had a few ideas for intros for this one. Um, so I didn't know which ones to pick, so I'm just going to play them all for you. You guys can decide which one you like the most. Enjoy. Well, it's Monday and all the games are wrapped up. Congrats to the winners for the week. Um, we know Saxon and Jez still have Mark Andrews and Taylor playing tomorrow, but, you know, they're good blokes. It's not like they're going to go out and do anything to uh, humiliate their opponents, really. A few moments later. Well, to determine what they're going to do, and it puts you in a very adverse situation on offense. Six defensive backs for Baltimore. Third and 15. Try to get it out to Taylor on the screen, get some of the yardage back, and get the first down and rip it down the sideline, down to the middle of the field. Jonathan Taylor, 76-yard touchdown. Somebody's going to be open. Lamar has all sorts of time. Now finally throws. No way they can cover that long. It's Mark Andrews. Alright guys, we've got to actually be a little bit quiet because we've actually managed to sneak into the locker rooms for Matt, Seamus and Sam's teams. Just going to be able to hear what they have to say to their teams after this week, so just make sure you're nice and quiet so we can listen, okay? <sighs> oh. Italy, diddly, 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 diddly. They did their best. Chaddly, Italy, Italy, diddly. Gotta be nice. Hostility, diddly, diddly, diddly. Ah, hell, diddly, ding, dong, crap. Can't you morons do anything right? And the first pick goes to McCaffrey. Second pick, Davin Cook. Pretty good pick, so it's going to make most teams a contender, that's for sure. Nick Minnett. Well, the news coming from Carolina's blue tent, not good, and you'll see it right here. Christian McCaffrey, guys, is out of this game with a hamstring injury. Arizona Cardinals defense gang tackles in there, and Cook is hurt at the end of this play. Ball comes out. Jordan Hicks, the linebacker, thinks he has it. But let's take a look at this one more time because Dalvin Cook is down and injured on the field in Glendale, Arizona. <laughs> Ryan in the corner, huh? Mind if I join you? No, go ahead. That's right, guys. We are back for another week. Pat chat with Saxon, seeing that it's his turn to do the review. But he's already done the first review. I have another crack with the pod. See if you guys like it. See if you guys want me to do more of it. The actual pod has not returned. This is just another review one. But I want to see if I can have some fun with it again. It got a bit tedious last time, hence the year off. But we've got some new faces, guys returning. Want to see if I can give it another crack. That being said, we're going to start off with another just classic pod fact well firstly there's the grim truth curse now if you guys don't remember david posted that since only like 2019 or something i don't remember but zeke hadn't gone over for 100 yards and a touchdown was in the same game what happens that week over 100 yards and a touchdown i mean if that isn't a classic david maneuver i don't know what is but on top of that like, it's just player picking for the season. 
terms of like we got quarterbacks, right? Had a look at it. Over the five weeks so far, the quarterbacks that have scored 20 points or more, 23 of them are not owned. Right? So if you're unsure on a quarterback and you just keep using the same guy and he's not consistent, just stream. There's each week there's gonna be un owned quarterbacks that are killing it. 23 over 5 weeks then are getting 20 points or more. It's just unreal. Final little stat fact for this as well goes to tight ends. Out of the top 5 tight ends, 3 of them weren't drafted. So only 2 of those that were drafted are in the top 5. So if you pull the trigger early on a tight end and draft, most likely it hasn't panned out. So there you go. So streaming options everywhere. All right, something to think of for those guys going forward. But on top of that, you know, we're going to go through a little few more little stats and facts, talk about a few things, we'll review about um, each matchup, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what we can do. We'll see if we can help you guys out in terms of sort of getting those lineups sorted, trying to make a push. You know, even though we're starting to get some separation, you got there's still plenty of time. There's still opportunity. A lot of squads are looking shaky. Um, even the guys at the top, you know, despite the fact that, you know, Jez, yet again, had another ridiculous... You know, there's three things guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and Jez having 150-plus points and just absolutely butt-fucking someone because of it. Every single season, it's just become and I Sam's had it a couple of times I've had a couple of times we're just tired of seeing it um I mean you think for a guy who does that you'd have a little bit better record way welcome back to the pod all right let's get into it we'll start doing some games review each matchup for the week guys we'll start with the top of the list now we'll go through it this match at least nice and quick just to pretty much let Jack deal with the shame that is not only getting beaten by me but getting beaten by something like 50 points and like that one's gonna hurt the uh, the comms have been very low over the last few days he uh, doesn't seem like he wants to talk to me too much but yeah it's a uh, what is it it's Bang on 50 point difference, 136.98 plays 86.76. Tough one, yet again, no McCaffrey. Hubbard had a good week, we'll get down to that when we get to those matchups. But um, running through it, we can see quarterbacks both not great. Dak, 20 points, but in a game against the Giants, when your team gets 44, you probably wanted to do more. He did have three touchdowns, but fumble and an intercept and uh, Dak does love a good intercept uh, on the other side Cardinals just had a really low scoring game 17 to 10 win over the over San Fran and uh, Carl Murray just didn't get it going uh, it's not like his stats were bad 22 of 31 239 and a touchdown he just uh, did nothing on the ground he's you know usually quite good with the rushing and he did have two fumbles so it's you know it definitely hurts your score there 13 points you know, pretty much sets the benchmark of what's going to be a tough week. Um, we go through running backs, and look, you can't compete with Derrick Henry. He is clear RB1, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, he'll probably finish RB1 this season. Uh, 
29 carries, 130 yards, three touchdowns. Dude's got like seven touchdowns this season. Like proper unstoppable. Um, but we've seen a trend. McCaffrey injured, Cook injured, Henry possibly injured. I mean, he's not, but he could be. So fingers crossed because, you know, he's pretty much carrying my team so far. Uh, we go to the other side and uh, Williams, good pickup. Jack finally had to splash the cash. I think he's really hurting after missing out on the Hubbard move, but this one was a good pickup. 16 carries, 64 yards, a touchdown, 20 receiving yards um, in a very low scoring game as well. So can't be disappointed with 14 points there. As we scroll down, uh, Josh Jacobs back into the game at lead back, 15 carries, 48 yards. Not great, but it was a hard matchup. They were playing against Chicago and they did lose. So the fact that he could still get um, 60 odd yards and a touchdown overall, I'll take that. Um, more injury woes, Kansas this time. Um, che, 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 however you want to pronounce it, 17 carries, 13 yards. That's not good. That's a concern to begin with. The fact that he's injured, the fact that he's missing time, and the waivers are going to be mad. I'm recording this at 5.38, so I will do some quick waiver reviews, so don't worry um, if you're listening to this and think, oh, he's going to skip out on the waivers. I will come around and do a little bit of waivers because it's going to be some cash getting spent today. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he goes for it. I'd like to think you would. Um, Kansas, though, don't run the ball a whole lot, but he, you know, previous you know previous games he was doing well, so maybe it could be worth going for that backup. Um, the uh, Cowboys receiver game, C.D. Lamb versus Amari Cooper. Um, both had six targets, four catches versus three. Um, Lamb had 84 yards, Cooper 60 yards, both had a touchdown. Just a... Nice little friendly match. It's like we're holding hands through that one and be like, you have a catch, now you have a catch, now you have some yards, now you have a touchdown. Real cute match up there, and you know, that's what you do, you know. Jack, we've been friends for a long time, and I like to see this. I think our players were friends out there too. Uh, we go to the next uh, wide receiver matchup. Uh, this was the uh, Thursday night game, so Friday here, and did not start my weekend well. Metcalf, five catches from five targets. 98 yards, two touchdowns. That pissed me off. That was a middle finger right there. Well, Cup, he had a good game still. Seven catches from 10 targets, 92 yards, but no scores. That hurt. Um, doesn't start your weekend off well and uh, did make me a little bit nervous. But just seeing the fact that when McCaffrey got pulled late on the weekend, it's uh, suddenly the projections. Massive change. Um, go down to tight ends and uh, Hawk has a... Uh, Fallen away. This is the classic trap Saxon fell into last year. Hawk had a great start to the season and thought, you know what? Here, have my 20-something, $27, was it? Yeah, he's going to be... Watch this space. That was the words. Watch this space. And two weeks later, back into free agency. Now, that's not the case here. You keep Hawk, definitely. He is a good tight end. The fact is, tight ends are not... You know, they're... It's not worth taking early in drafts, right? We see three of the top five tight ends did not get drafted. One of them, I had Dawson Knox. Three or four catches, 117 yards and a touchdown. Guy has like, he's had like four touchdowns in his last three games. Catches are low, but tight ends always get red zone threats, always in the end zone. So there's always that potential upside for a touchdown. And Bills are in hot form. He had a good matchup against Kansas, so 
I rolled the dice with Blake and Thomas on IR and uh, it paid off. Um, we go to the next one and uh, I mean if you put these two head to head for our flex it's a pretty one-sided Hopkins versus I believe it's Corey Davis. Um, Davis has had a good season considering you're on the Jets like he's had a good season if I could do a quick scroll down you have a look at it and I mean he's averaging probably about seven or so targets a game. Uh, he had a big game against Tennessee and then you're coming up against Atlanta the next week you think that's worthy of um worthy of a start but just four catches for 45 yards it is hard when you're in the Jets you know it's going to be volatile in terms of performance um, a little bit disappointing there Hopkins back to kind of what he was meant to do six catches 87 yards and a touchdown he's a you know, volume still bloke but it's Hopkins he's on a pretty strong team so the targets are going to be lower this year but he is Hopkins and so I mean it's one of those guys you just put in and you just expect He's going to do something. Even if it's not as good as it used to be, he's going to do something. And, I mean, he's my second pick. Uh, look, it is being a little bit disappointing for a second pick. But, you know, it's one of those ones you just push on with and uh, hope that his just volume goes up as we go along. Um, quick scroll through the other ones. Kickers, 8 versus 8. Which is pretty good, actually. Um, Tampa is uh, 6 extra points and a field goal from range. Well... The other way around for um, the Pats is uh, four field goals and uh, one extra point with apparently an extra point miss. Anyway, so, yeah. And we won't worry about the rest of the defense. Um, New England actually did surprisingly poor against Houston. You thought that would be a really good pickup. I was actually nervous about that one. Um, Dallas did okay. Um, they got a late, I think, intercept touchdown to sort of save the day to give me 11 points. But, yeah. Overall, a week I'm happy with, obviously. Big score, big win. Um, it'd be interesting to see what uh, Jack does going forward. Hopefully McCaffrey's back. He was looking to play, then doubtful, so maybe another week might get him back in. Um, a Damien Williams pick will be good going forward, and then hopefully just get a few more picks going forward. Look to try and pick up um, that, I believe it's going to be, Darrell Williams is probably going to be the one leading the charge out of Kansas now. Um, but yep, that's week. That's uh, the first game week. Game. Oh, God, I can't talk anymore. First matchup. Um, oh, God, between us for the season. I've honestly forgotten how to speak right now. This is just appalling. Anyway, if I can figure out how to use my technology. I'm feeling like a super old person right now. I'm gonna move on to the next matchup. Actually, before I do that, I've decided this week I'm gonna be going through a science stat set to fact, or actually stat for each person. Um, because I haven't realized, despite being in this league for so long, how in-depth and amazing our stat center is. If you haven't been and had a look at it, it's incredible how in-depth it is. Like, there's so much to go through. It's so cool. Um, and what I'm doing for it is quite hard for, to find one for Jack, considering that he's only been in the league, in the science for one full season. But considering he has done a full season, he currently, where is it? Let me quick scroll through and find it. Here we go. He has the highest lowest score for a season. If 
that makes sense. So his lowest score for his first full season was 71.5, and that is the highest out of anyone who has completed a full season. So that gives you a little bit of idea about what his range is like. He has only done one season, the rest of us have done about five or so. But I've got to say, that's pretty good. Um, for me, for one of the guys from the start, I'm the only one who hasn't had a score under 60. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, everyone else who's been here from the start has had a score under 60. I think Sam might have as well. Um, Sam's had a lot of things, so it wouldn't put it past me. Let me have a quick look. Least points. Sam has had a week of 58.7. There you go. So my height, there we go, 61.42 for me. Um, Dan just missed out with 59.6, and Jez just missed out with 59.64. Um, so Jack completed full season. The reason I say that is because Duncan is higher, but he hasn't done a full season. But don't worry, I will have a stat for Duncan when we get round to him. Uh, on top of that, another stat for me is that I've had the most agar plate appearances. So I've made the finals four times and won a total of one. Now, if that isn't just the uh, LeBron James of this league, I don't know what is. Just make a bunch of finals and lose. I think I made like four in a row. And one one so it's not a stat I'm proud of but the fact that I've got the most appearances I thought was pretty cool um, which means I also have the worst win percentage in the play unless you count the guys who've made it and lost which would be zero but yeah anyway let's move on to the next matchup before I just keep rambling on about nothing We've got, here we go, no pun intended versus the Brave Albums. Dan versus Matt. And theme for the week, one-sided shootouts. Although this did, we thought, would come down to the, uh, a little bit of Monday night football action, but Lamar Jackson had himself a day. Probably heard me sort of having a crack at him, comparing him to um, Jalen Hurts and all that. Um, 37 complete, 37 of 43 completions, unreal, 442 yards, four touchdowns, two two-point conversions, 14 carry, carries for 62 yards, it's phenomenal, 41.88 points, what a week. Um, when you look over the other side, Russell Wilson got injured, nine points, like not much you can do about that, um, but yeah, that's a solid 30 point difference, that's almost the difference actually, if you go through it, it's 32 if my mass is correct the difference there and the matchup if I do some mass was about 32.8 wait I'm adding up 32.8 here hold on let me get my calculator out because this this would be amazing this would actually be the most amazing start if this was the case 32.8 is the difference in the matchup 32.8 is the difference between the quarterbacks. How cool was that? So it literally would have been came down to quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, let's scroll through. Um, Dan, let us all knew, know before you uh, even had to watch anything that Barkley got injured again. And that kind of being the case with a, a lot of uh, some first round picks is these recurring injuries and injury prone statuses. So he went out before he even reached 10 yards. Chubb on the other side, Another great week, 21 carries, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Matt, I've been saying it for so long, just 
pull the trigger on the double Cleveland Browns running backs. You have Chubb, you have Hunt. Give you an idea of what you're missing out on, right? The season leaders, here we go. Number one, Derrick Henry, would you look at that? Austin Eckler, Zeke, who's in at four? Nick Chubb. Who's in at five? No, it's not Kareem Hunt, it's Cordell Patterson, which is just unreal. Six, Kareem Hunt. Chubb's at four, Hunt is at six. Now, if that doesn't give you an indicator that you need to double play them, I don't know what with what will. But as we go down to the next one, speaking of number two running back, Austin Eckler had himself a day, 17 carries for 66 yards. So the production wasn't great there. Two touchdowns, 50 yards on the carry on the receiving and a touchdown. Brilliant stuff. He has replaced Melvin Gordon so seamlessly. And uh, fun fact, actually, about Eckler. Apparently, he is pound for pound the strongest player in the NV, uh, NFL. You should be able to find a YouTube clip on it. They go on about how ridiculously strong it is. He's got a whole bunch of uh, lifting records back in college. Dude is weirdly strong. Um, go to the other side. DeAndre Swift finally sort of pulling some value because his season has been uh, up and down. Actually... Up and down is so it's just perfect. Week one, 16.4 points. Week two, 7.8. Week three, 16.7. Week four, 4.9. Week five, 16.4. Every second week is a 16-point week, which means even though you're playing uh, the Bengals, apparently, according to this trend, don't play them. Play them away at the Rams, according to... Uh, the, uh, the trends and the stats and you know my uh, predictions for everything have uh, been 100% accurate and, uh, we'll, uh, as we'll find out when we get rid of Saxon's team later um, go through some receivers Ken Nalen 6 catches 75 yards not too bad uh, Edric Brown 38 yards 3 is quite disappointed Thielen only 2 catches for 40 yards he got these late he does nothing all day got these so so late I think on the final drive actually where they get the field goal so like proper end of the game. A um, little bit concerning going up forward. Um, Godart, not great. Two catches, 28. It is hard when you're at um, Philly between him and Ertz. Ertz is starting to get a bit more action. Kelsey, 57 yards and a touchdown. Pretty standard um, stuff there. Fournette is the lead back at Tampa. They're finally giving up on RJ. I mean, they should, because he's, you know, terrible, but 12 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown, and uh, four catches for 43 yards, 17 points, excellent start. Hubbard finally paying some value, 24 carries, 100 yards, five catches, 33. He has uh, filled those McCaffrey boots perfectly. And we go through kicker, who cares? Defense, who cares? Any bench action besides Hunt? Um, Zach Moss, okay. Sutton, 18 points, 120 yards, and a touchdown. That's good signs going forward. But yeah, really comfortable win in the end for Dan. Um, Matt, you got to feel for him because he's actually having a pretty good season. He's right up there for the most points, actually. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but... No, he's not up there for most points, but he's not doing terribly for the points. But Dan uh, jumps ahead of him now to that... Uh, 
a two and three record. Damn, Matt, sorry. After winning week one, has now got four straight losses. So that's the second worst run of the league behind Sam's. Um, so you better believe that Fab's going to be panicky and uh, going off between these guys. All right. So those are the first two games uh, for the week. Uh, we'll get into the next one, which I believe is going to be between David and Duncan. Well, before we can actually go on to the uh, next set of matchups, we've uh, got to get the Dan and Matt fact out. Now, Dan's probably the stat you want. Most Agar plate wins. Two appearances, two wins. Only player with two wins under his belt, so well done to Dan. Matt, on the other hand, not one you want. In his three playoff appearances, so the six games he's played, 0-6 record, six win, six, zero wins, six losses. Not great. But when you made the toilet playoffs, you got a 60-odd percent winning percentage. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next one. We've got Bad Juju versus the San Diego football team. David versus Duncan. 109.9 plays 130.08. Great win, Duncan. 2-3 and three record. David goes to 3-2. and two. The only thing... Um, can really say about this is is Duncan's team on the up, is David's on the down. David will tell you everything's fine. I know what I'm doing. Um, Duncan will say nothing. And I like it. I like that little bit of mystery. Uh, we'll go through the teams. Um, you'd think straight away with the quarterback showdown that David's got this in the bag. Josh Allen, 36.5 points. Um, 315 yards and three touchdowns. He did it on just 15 throws. So just bombs away. Um, standard 11 carries, 59 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Great game from him. Mahomes, struggle. 33 completions from 54 attempts. 272 yards, two touchdowns, two intercepts, eight carries for 61 yards. So not a good game for him for just under 19 points. Um, but. It's Mahomes. He's fine. You just you just leave him there. Week in, week out. He'll be fine. Um, we go through the running back. Zeke, another great game. After saying that he couldn't do 100 yards in a touchdown, he's now done it. Again, 21 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Zeke is starting to become what we expect from him. Um, why you draft him in the first round, that's now three games in a row over 20 points really good stuff exactly what you want Madison coming in for the injured Davin Cook 25 13 yards 7 catches 40 yards and a touchdown 19.3 points I mean Cook's injured a lot do you split it if you're the Vikings if Madison's that good I mean I would because it ruins David but could be something to think about going forward. We have uh, next set of running backs, Mixon. He was on reduced roll, 
because of his injury, but still managed to get a touchdown to salvage the day, despite only having 33 rushing yards. Um, Trey Sermon, I mean, it's risky when Mitchell's declared healthy and ready to play. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, didn't expect him to only get one carry. So it looks like Mitchell's going to be that lead back, but it's San Fran, anything can happen. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much say goodbye to him. Yeah, unless you want to hold on to him, just in case. Uh, that Tampa Bay showdown, Godwin versus Antonio Brown. This is the uh, Tampa Bay receiving, you know, minefield. You don't know who is going to go off. All right, one week all of them could do it. Other weeks could be none. Could be Gronk, three touchdowns. Who knows? Brown smashed this battle. Both of them had seven catches. Godwin 70 yards. Brown 124 yards. Comfortable win there. Throw in two extra touchdowns and you got to set yourself a 17 point difference. Great game for Antonio Brown. Tough one for Godwin. Even though it's still not a bad game, when you put up 45 points, you really hope you get a touchdown though. Um, next set of receivers Robert Woods finally having a good game. 15 points, all yards. 12 catches, 150 yards. Great game. Marquise Brown continues to just tear it up. Nine catches, 125 yards, two touchdowns. He is on fire. This dude is on track. He is currently receiving a five in standard league. One game up under double digits. It's his fifth touchdown for the season. His second game over 100 yards. So he's looking like a guy you can pretty much plug and play, pushing looking like a strong wide receiver one option. Um, so we go through to... The, um, sorry, pushed the wrong button and now I have no idea what to do. You can see how prepared I am when things go wrong. Oh my god. We do a quick scroll down. There we go. Get into the next uh, next pairing. Tight end. Well, that was worth it. Um, Waller, 45 yards, four catches. Well, it's tight end, so you don't expect them to be well beaters on Kelsey week in, week out. But if we go through the draft history, Waller went in the third round. So, his production's not good enough. I'm going to say, it's just for a third round. I mean, he's currently sitting at a tight end five, which is not good enough. Um, overall, standard 100. Like, third round pick's not good enough. You go through, look at the guys. Ew. DeAndre Swift, James Watson, Keenan Allen, um, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. There is a lot of guys. CeeDee Lamb, Godwin. There are a lot of guys that went after that are way better picks. Um, and you go to the other side, and it uh, could be the end of the rookie curse. Carl Pitts. 119 yards and a touchdown. Tight end rookies are notorious for sucking in their first year. 
it's just how it is. You're letting the offense usually there. I mean, it's just for blocking your main pit, get some um, offense going, but it's usually season two and three is where they really start to come into their own. Could Pitts be the one who breaks that mold? We'll see. Um, we're going to Flex, Juju, goodbye. Drop, City, drop. And I don't expect anyone to pick him up for the rest of the season. Um, David Sinknani nicknamed him perfectly. Weren't you meant to be the next AB? Yes. But the Steelers' offense isn't what it used to be. We go to the other side and, uh, wow. Jamar Chase, he is an absolute stud. Another double digit, this time 20 points. It's his second over 100 yard game. Fifth touchdown in five games. 21 points. See you later. That's just brutal. Really, really good. And he's just looking like he's going to become a wide receiver one at this rate. Um, we'll go through some bench action. It looks like Rojo is pretty much done. But if one has been taking the lead role, which he should. Kenyon Drake's also done. Um, unless Jacobs gets hurt again, which, you know, let's face it, this league, anything possible. And then, they, once again, it's the Williams, Gordon, shenanigans. David refuses to budge on it. He still thinks everything's fine and he's got it under control, but I'm calling it out and saying he will not play them. He will not play them. Except for maybe a bye week for Mixon or Cook. Other than that, I don't think he'll play them. That being said, now that I've said that, he will play them. And I'm, they'll probably be amazing just to piss me off. But I don't see it happening. Prove me wrong. Alright, so let's go on to our next matchup. Struggles are us versus 4th and 20. Sam versus Jez. Yep, pretty much sums up Sam's life. 0 and 5. Not even a bad week, 116.62 points. It's just, how do you compete with 168? Jez's total this week, only two people have had a higher total than that. One is Saxon, and the other is himself. So only one other person has had a higher total than 168 in the league history. And we're doing this on a year where we've nerfed the kicker points down and we're in a 10-man league. That's just unreal. Yet despite all that, he's only made two playoffs appearances. So it's an odd one for Jez. He's like the team that's sort of mid-table but will beat a team 8-0 every year. It's just bizarre. Um, straight from the go, this looked like it's going to be a great game to go through quarterbacks. Herbert, unreal. 26 Completions, 398 yards, four touchdowns, a two-point conversion, four carries, 29 yards and touchdown, 42.8 points. Not much, not many can, can see, uh, compete with that unless you're Tom Brady. 30 completions, 411 yards, 15 touchdowns. The most impressive stat, one carry for 13 yards. How the hell did he rush for 13 yards? The only way I can picture it is if they were setting up a Hail Mary play and he delayed so long that everyone got 50 yards down the field and then he just rushed. And by the time he went 13 yards, everyone else had met up to him. 
that is the only thing I can think of to how he got that type of space. Um, but great game from both guys. We go to the running backs. Aaron Jones, over 100 rushing yards, no touchdown. That's the big killer. Because you go to Harris, 122 rushing yards, and a touchdown. 20 points makes a big difference. We go to the next one, Darrell Hanson, continuing to show that he is really good pickup this year. 17 carries, 82 yards and a touchdown. 15.9 points. James Robinson. Jeez. I normally could just end it here on the trade, on how well this trade has paid it and out for you, but 18 carries, 149 yards and a touchdown. He has gone better and better since the change of organisation, change of hands, change of ownership, change of management. Robinson is just flying. Um, doesn't stop there from Jez, it just gets better. We got Devontae Adams, 26.6 points, 206 yards. I love Adams, I've had him before, absolutely love him. Jez has had him before, absolutely love him. You know what you're going to get from him. You don't expect this, like, great game. Throwing that touchdown for those 26 points. Hill was a tough game against Buffalo, they were always behind, always struggling. 78 scrimmage yards. Not great from him, but you know, you throw it, if you did throw in a touchdown, you'd say it's a good game. So you can't be too upset with it, I guess. We go to the next receiver, Debo Samuel for Sam. One carry, 13 yards and a touchdown. Three catches for 58 yards. Um, nine targets, though. so this throwing ain't great. Either that or a lot of throwaways that were going his way. But basically, a little bit concerning for the under quarterback there in um, San Fran. 13 points for Sam though, not too bad. Mike Evans, like I said, it's that Tampa receiving, you don't know what you're gonna expect. Mike Evans is the pinnacle of, I don't know what I'm gonna get. Will I get two points? Will I get 30 points? Mike Evans, he'll let you know. This week, 23.3, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Great game for Mike Evans. Really smart play to play him against Miami too. Yeah, quick scroll through, tight end, not much to talk about. Schultz did well, 7.9 points, that's good for the tight end. Kaseki was in a terrible team against a hard team. Fair enough for the 4.3. Um, quick one of flex, that Alex Collins, Alex Collins play. I don't hate it, right, honestly, good choice. Um, could have been different, but 15 carries is always good. Didn't do much with it though, 47 yards, just over three yards per carry. 7.2 points with a couple of catches. Uh, you go across and, jeez, Jazz. I mean, could you really have made this work any better for you? Jonathan Taylor, oh, it's like the first play, or the first drive or whatever, so early on. 76 yard touchdown, just like, it's such a kick in the dick, honestly. It's such a kick in the dick. 15 carries, 53 yards and a touchdown. He only had three catches, but it doesn't matter when it's 116 yards with that touchdown for 28.9 points. Just easy. Just way too easy. Um, go through some bench accident and like Jez's bench was good. Jeez, like Pollard did well. Um, keep going through it. Dylan did well. Emmanuel Sanders had a great game. 
Claypool had a great game. Um, Mike Williams for Sam, phenomenal. Dude, just play him. Yeah, he's like wide receiver. What is he, wide receiver three or something? Or right up there. You just gotta, you gotta play him. The fact that he got 16 targets is huge. And look at his stats for the season. Really, really good. He's, um, sorry, alive. Wide receiver one currently. You've got to play him. Despite his you know, one bad game where he had 11 yards, um, you look at it, 82 yards, 91 yards, 122 yards, 165 yards, 9 targets, 10 targets, 12 targets, 16 targets. On those four games, two games of eight catches, two games of seven catches, and six touchdowns in total. Dude's a stud. He could be taking over this lead role um, from Keenan Allen, so just play him. Okay, just chuck him in, play him, link him up with Herbert, and you're going to start winning some games, get you off that donut. Um, we'll move on to our final game. Save Sam some more humiliation. Actually, no, we won't, because guess what? We need a sidestep. Um, Jez is a pretty straightforward, and this week pretty much sums it up. Highest ever total, 184.4 points. So this isn't even Jez in his final form. This is like basic warm-up jets. You wait till he decides to turn on the screws and we're in trouble. Um, we go to Sam. And Sam, your stat pretty much is summed up by this week as well is you have the most points conceded in the science history. Um, and honestly, by reading that fact out, I reckon you listening to this would probably be like, you know what, that makes sense to me. Because feels like you've been on the receiving end of some brutal ones. I know I have against Jez, and I know that you've had some brutal losses when you've had a great week as well. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to our final matchup. Chromeric Industries versus Colonoscopy Bag. Um, Jeez, Saxon versus Seamus. Oh, let's do... We'll, we'll just brush over it. I think Seamus has gone through a lot. Um, our first public apology for the season. I tip my hat to you, sir. That was very well done. The apology was accepted. Gentlemen's agreement. Proud of you both. 134.42 plays 51.82. It was uh, destined to be this way. Daniel Jones, not a great game. Uh, he went down hurt and... Uh, didn't return, but it just it wasn't looking good for him to begin with at that point. He'd only uh, less than five points. It was five completions from 13 attempts, 98 yards, so it was just tough from there. Um, Hertz wasn't really much better in terms of the stats. 22 completions from 37, less than 200 yards. He did get a two-point conversion. He had it into third. He just had... 30 rushing yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's 15 points just from that, and it's fantasy. That's all you need. Um, they, they got the win as well over Carolina, so can't be too disappointed with it. Uh, we'll go with the next one. Kamara, great game, understanding why he is a first round pick. 16 carries, 71 yards, touchdown. 51 receiving yards and a touchdown. That's Kamara for you. Really promising size. Mainly, that finally, for like the first time in his career, despite being as good as he is, he's getting over 80% of snap counts. 
But week one, semi three from there, 84, 84, 87, 88. So he's dominating this backfield. And that's scary. Um, Mike Davis. I mean, the fumble kind of hurts the uh, score a bit, but 53 yards is a touchdown. You know, playing the Jets, so it's a very smart decision to play him. Uh, the fumble definitely hurt, but pretty much that's what you expect from him. Um, good game from there, Mike Davis. Um, quote Patterson, unreal. 14 carries, 54 yards, 7 catches, 60 yards. So he didn't even have a touchdown and he still got 11 points. This dude could be the best pickup of all time. Because he's not un- he's not like the uh, unknown that's just taking over from someone who's been injured or deserved. He's just come out of nowhere. Like he's been around for ages. You know that he's a receiver that's done some running. Now it's just like he's just both. Like it's scary to see how good he is. You have a look at him and his stats for this season. It chucks him in at number six running back. And that's phenomenal. For a dude that's 30 and that barely gets any action prior to this season, but you know, since week one, 18 points, 10 points, 29 points. Points. Dude could be a potential just block starter going forward. Um, we'll do a quick scroll through the remaining of the games. I said, don't want to dwell on this too long for obvious reasons. Um, yet again, the computer has messed up. There we go. All right. Quick scrolls for you. Quick, 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 quick. Um, Dejan Moore, McLaurin, both average games. Just brush side. Move on. Diggs only had two catches, but for 69 yards in a big win like that, not great. Need more from Diggs. He needs to really lead. Um, Shatton's his team going forward. Justin Jefferson, another great game. Seven catches for 124 yards. I said he's a new Thielen. Thielen went on that run of 100-yard games. Jefferson's taken over. Thielen is basically touchdown, boom or bust material going forward. Mark Andrews versus Noel Fan. Fan, we'll ignore. Leave it as it is. Andrews was phenomenal. 11 catches, 147 yards, two touchdowns, two two point conversions, 30.7 points. Disgusting. Um, we'll move through to some flex. Chase Edmonds, again, don't talk about it. Good. Gibson, 20 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns, 19.2 points. Great week from Saxon. Not a whole lot of bench action. Actually, a bit more built. A great bench game. Um, Pittman for Seamus, six catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. 14.9 points sitting on the bench. It's the Miles Gaskin one. That's what I was looking for. What did I say at the start of the year? If you have a running back against Tampa Bay, do not play them. What did I say last week? Yet again, Miami backfield letting you down. Try and avoid it where you can. What does Saxon do? Chucks him on the bench. What does Gaskin get? Only five carries for 25 yards, so as anticipated. 10 receptions, 74 yards, two touchdowns, 21.5 points. It's just like, oh man, just being just, I've talked him right out of it. And 
I mean, it's done no damage, but just funny to watch what could have been. Um, oh, and we'll do a quick science stat for both of these. So not only does Saxon have the all-time winning percentage in the science, which I think is sitting at about 60, 65%, I think, roughly. Sorry, 62.4%, so he does have the all-time winning percentage, which is higher than Jackson. Jackson's only been in the season for one of the years, um, which is excellent. Excellent to see. Um, Saxon also has the most moves. So he's made over 300 tinkering moves since the beginning. Um, I know Seamus wanted to have that record, but taking a year off certainly hurts that. Um, but yeah, Saxon biggest tinker in the league so far. Um, we do a quick one for Seamus. Seamus' stat isn't a pretty one, but it's definitely something. It's one of those ones that I think people need to know about. Lowest ever score. 41.74. I can't even say it with a straight face. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Um, but yeah, just some more science stats. Like, yeah, like I said before, guys, highly recommend if you get some time, go through it. The stats are unreal. It's so in depth. There's so many things to look at. I wish I went over this earlier, but yeah, I'm going to be looking to uh, pull out some science stats in the future. Just, uh, just toss them out as we go along. Um, but yeah, those are all the matchups for the week. Um, it's starting to get a little bit of separation in the league. Saxon jumps to 5-0 and his team's actually starting to come good so those first two scare weeks where things you know, I think I think we can all agree he got two very lucky wins um, turn into a roll Jez jumps up to 4-1 and one with Richie as well pips me by 3 points for the to take second place um, David and Jack drop to 3-2 and two. Looking comfortable early on, but now you got guys like Dan, you got guys like uh, Duncan coming up, both with more points scored on two or three. So that four, five, six, seven position looking real, real tidy. Matt not out of it yet at one and four. The same for Seamus. He does need to get some points under the belt. And Sam, even though he's at zero and five, um, you're only three wins off fourth place. And your points four is right up there, so you know, you just need to get wins, right? Points four doesn't really matter because you're competing in that regard, you just need to get some lucky results, and unfortunately, it hasn't been your year. Alright, so those are the matchups for the week. I'm going to do a quick, really quick run over the fab because so much happened and I need to go over it. Alright, so let's jump into that. this has been going on long enough already um, we'll do the fab pretty quickly but most weeks actually we don't even know if this is going past this week but if it does we'll most likely skip the fab if it takes too long you know we're already up almost an hour and if you guys have made it this far then what are you doing with your lives go do something else go outside um, <laughs> lockdown's over anyway we have a quick look at it we got Basically, there's, you know, some 
Nothing ones. Evans getting picked up from David. It's a handcuff move. That's fine. Hunter Henry went for a dollar. Nothing there. Uh, Jerry Judy coming back for Denver. Could be worth a pickup for two bucks. Not a big deal. Colts defense went. Fair enough. They've got Houston. Um, not much to go about there. Tony got picked up, which was interesting. Um, he's been in hot form. Whether or not he's a... Uh, Worthy as a starter? Probably not. But while guys like Sterling Shepard's out and um, Darius Slayton, then he could be a little feeling there for five bucks. The interesting one was the Marlon Mack going for five bucks. Not a single bid for him. I understand you'd want that backup for Taylor in case he goes down because his numbers are phenomenal and Mack is a good player, especially with his YouTube. It's getting a little higher, but for $5, I think you could have put in $1 and you would have won it. I don't think anyone was actually thinking that he was someone you'd want to go for. Um, Tyler Higby, the poor man, he's been passed around like an old whore this year. Um, Dan pulling the trigger on him for seven bucks. He just deceives you because he's always there in a seven or eight projection and he's hit and miss. Real hit and miss. I mean, he's. You know, some games he'll get two targets, other games he'll get six. So it's a dicey one. So this is the one you we were talking about, right? The obvious ones. Barkley went down. Um, Adams went down. Not Adams, Edwards. Um, so you got Devontae Booker. Six bids went in. The lowest was $6 from yours truly. Um, single dollar in, in climbed from there. 17 18 19 20 Dan was the most panicky $40 of fab. Um... We move on to the next one. Seven bids went in for Daryl Williams. Yours truly down the bottom again before we got 14, 15, 18. And then it went up 27, 30. Dan went high twice um, before Duncan came in at $41. It's like young English players in the Premier League. Whatever their value is, just chuck another zero on to the end of it. Um, the inflation on Fab this year is incredible. Like, I've, I blame myself, really, because I can only imagine that the no spending wouldn't have been nowhere near what it is like this year if I didn't pull the trigger at $45 in the start of the season. But, yeah, guy goes down, potential back backup comes in. Those guys need it. You look at it, Dan, Duncan, sitting at 2-3, and three, need momentum, need wins. Fully back the idea to pull the trigger on these players because these guys could get them wins next week so for those wondering why they're going so big yes values of fab being inflated this year everyone's a little bit nervous because so many players have spent big but these guys i think are smart decisions because they need these wins to make sure they can stay track with that top four um but yeah just a little cheeky one on fab just a got to cover when the big money gets spent um, we have a look into you know a lot of guys dropping below $50 now so it's starting to form what it is um, you know, guys are starting to spend the money out starting to take the risks and it's awesome to see love the big spending I hope it pans out for you guys but have a great week I hope you guys do well in your matchup um, hope you play stay healthy because then we're all tired of the injuries it's a little bit disappointing to see especially when a key player goes down and, you know, they don't get the backup. So 
So hopefully a healthy week for all your players and you have a great week. All right. Hope you guys enjoy it. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Pass the pod, let everyone know. If you want more of it, let me know. Um, I don't want to take over the reviews, especially for guys who haven't done them before. I think it's only fair everyone has a turn. Um, But yeah, let me know what you think. Drop all your thoughts in the comments. I'd love to see discussions about everything I've said. Get everyone involved in more, a bit more chat, have a bit more fun with it. But yeah, good luck for the weekend. Enjoy no more longer lockdown in Sydney. How good. All right, peace.